0: The Jay Severin Show.
1: Guru Jay, say without any joy. What Republican Party? Question mark. Excelsior. G-I-M. Welcome back, my broadcast partners, my radio family, my friends. <clears throat> I'm Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network. One triple eight nine 888 900 3393 one 900 3393 Or, said another way, Bum, 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 ba da 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 na 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 you will recognize the Nelson Riddle arrangement. Just in time. You found me just in time. Okay. <clears throat> I could continue, but I might as well go in the bathroom and sing. There'd be as many people if I do four more bars. Uh, four more bars. Let's go. Let's go to them. Let's go now. Guru J. Say... To you, Ibid, opposite, uh, both Latin uh, abbreviations for the way Donald Trump would say it. I told you so. Uh, about two years ago on this program and with regularity sense. Uh, we have been discussing what i believed to be not merely the notion but the unavoidable the unavoidable evolution or devolution of one of the two major political parties in this country such that and you will remember i i, I trust maybe uh The way we discussed it was in the frame of an uncivil civil war. The Republican Party, 2016. This was long before any of the current candidacies existed or before most of them were suspected uh, by me, by you, probably by most of us. But it was the composite picture at that moment of a party that, because of the internal forces mainly well we don't need to go into that because of the internal forces this was a party on the verge of implosion and we have discussed combined hours here on the program i hope though in chops of minutes that were actually fascinating and, in, and entertaining, that it it was going to happen. It was it's, It is going to happen. There's almost no way it doesn't happen because people are not, again, going to put up, you know, a Bob Dole or with all due respect to a man I respect and love, Mitt Romney. Too many people were not going to vote for, I mean, internally, and then, again, in a general election, there were just too many people that we're not going to do it anymore. They weren't they were not going to nominate and if nominate they were not going to turn out for again with deep affection and respect Mitt Romney. And because of that there was going to be a civil war within the Republican Party and almost certainly thus an implosion. I hope you will <clears throat> forgive Will not forgive, because you won't be sorry. Neither will I. I hope you will indulge me, something I generally never do, which is read. I'm going to read to you some history. News is the first draft of history, right? And though there is no way to take a particular front page of a particular newspaper or webcast or web article or anything, and at that moment necessarily know it's going to be historically significant or even profound, that's a job that some of us are paid to try and figure out. When I first gazed page one of the Sunday New York Times, which remains – I admit, best used as fish wrap or for uh, the underneath part of training a puppy or the daily linoleum for a parakeet. The New York Times remains the paper of record in America and probably the world. To the degree that the print medium still matters, the front page of the New York times is still the coin of the realm. It is what determines every morning. You wonder where, and I know that that there are some, a lot of first time listeners. So I I just want to say this. I've said it before. We've discussed it before, but you know, how is a baby made? Okay, I have an equally profound question and answer, although not quite as exciting when you get into the procedural parts of it. How is news made? And the answer is, I mean, how does Fox, let's take a friend and an example I like. I like Fox News. Um, I watch them not because I like them. I watch them because they deliver news. I don't like CNN, but I watch them too because they deliver their brand of news. That's a spin-off of this question. What's wicked odd is that there have become brands of news like brands of cigarettes or soda pop or ice cream. There's not, there are not supposed to be journalism dictates exactly the opposite. Journalism holds that there can never be brands of news. Journalism dictates that there is the news and there is not, or put another way, A slightly different pronunciation. There is news and there is snot. There's news and not news. The not news is snot. News. And again, back to Fox. Where does Fox get all that news that you see when you go home? Where's all that opinion come from? Where do all those stories come from? Answer. They steal it. Because when TV executives come into their offices in the morning and they have their daily 9 or 10 o'clock, circa, meetings, on the conference room table are a bunch of newspapers. The New York Times is on top. The second newspaper is the Washington Post. The third newspaper is probably... May Maybe a tabloid like the New York Post or the L.A. Times, but the print medium still drives to a large degree. It may not get the credit, and God knows that's why ink-stained wretches, as they are proudly known, print reporters, truly resent blow-dried 27-year-old TV anchors who have never seen or done anything close to the news and are making, you know, 6 million dollars a year or 12 million dollars a year <clears throat> and the ink-stained wretch can't pay for can't pay his mortgage because it's only newspapers and no one reads them or buys them anymore. I know this is a long-winded preference which means it will not surprise you but it also means I hope If you are a partner here, you will know it is a a necessary uh, preface to what we're about to discuss and conclude. Now, in a moment, we'll take our first break. But the subject of the first part of the show today is so-called validation or verification of that fact we have been discussing for two years on the show. And that is the impending implosion of the Republican Party. The headline of the Sunday New York Times, page one, top story, says this, GOP unravels as party faces Trump takeover. Roll that like a fine wine, spelled W-H-I-N-E, let's roll that around on our palettes like a fine wine for a moment while we take our first quick break, and I'll come back and share with you what the establishment, and this piece is the establishment, and it does represent very articulately what half of all the people who are voting in this country, at least half, Think right now about that headline.
2: The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. this is jay febron on the blaze radio network
1: and you are my partners and our partner line is 1-888-900-3393 i am going to want to know what you make of this I hope you will share that with all of us. One triple eight nine 888 The spectrum of reaction, of course, ranges from so what to, hmm, whoa. Okay, here it is. Front page, New York Times, Sunday morning, yesterday. Uh, this is a verbatim read unless I say unquote. If I break out of it, I'll let you know. It's otherwise a... Uh, verbatim, word for word quotation. And again, I'm not reading a whole article. God forbid. I'm, I've just I've gone through it several times and underscored uh, what I believe to be the for us the operative paragraphs. GOP unravels as party faces Trump takeover, establishment shaken. It's a subhead. By seizing the Republican presidential nomination. For Donald J. Trump on Tuesday night, he and his millions of supporters completed what had seemed unimaginable break, not to us, a hostile takeover of one of America's two major political parties. Just as stunning was how quickly the host tried to reject them. The party's two living former presidents spurned Mr. Trump. A number of sitting governors and senators expressed opposition or ambivalence toward him, and he drew a forceful rebuke from the single most powerful and popular rival left on the Republican landscape, House Speaker Paul Ryan. Rarely, if ever, has a party seemed to come apart so visibly. Rarely, too, has the nation been so on edge about its politics. Many Americans still cannot believe that the bombastic Mr. Trump best known as a reality television star, break not anymore, Break will be on the ballot in November. Plenty are also anxious about what he would do in office. But for leading Republicans, the dismay is deeper and darker. They fear their party is on the cusp of an epical split, a historic cleaving between the familiar form of conservatism forged in the 1960s popularized in the 80s and rekindled a nationalism with roots as old as the Republic that has not flared up so intensely since the original America First movement before Pearl Harbor. Continuation. That is to say the jump. Pardon me. Reading verbatim. From the New York Times, page one story yesterday. The ties between Republican elites, elected officials, donors, insiders, and voters have actually been fraying for years. Break. Some of us have been noticing it and talking about it for years. Others have not. Break. Mr. Trump, with his steadfast promises to deport immigrants who are in the country illegally, And to build a wall with Mexico may have done irreversible damage to his general election prospect. Break. Or not. Break. As he has amplified his independent outsider message in real time using social media and cable news interviews and his own celebrity highly attuned ear for what resonates To rally voters. Trump has, says Steve Case, the founder of AOL, leveraged a perfect storm. A combination of social media, big following, brand, celebrity figure, creativity, pithy tweets, speed, timeliness, dominating all the news cycles. He, Mr. Trump, understands the Republican Party's customers' better than its leaders do, and sensed his brand of populist, pugilistic, anti-establishment politics would never meet their needs. After seething at Washington for so long, hundreds or thousands of miles from the Capitol, many of these voters now see Mr. Trump as a kind of savior. Even if he does not detail his policies, even if his language strikes them as harsh, his supporters thrill more to his plain spoken slogans like, quote, make America great again, end quote, than to what they see as the cautious and poll tested policy speeches of Mr. Ryan and other Washington Republicans, break, aka rhinos, aka Republicans in name only. Requoting, I love. The death out of Paul Ryan. But honestly, I'm going to vote for Trump, said David Myers, 49, who attended a campaign rally for Trump in Charleston, West Virginia. Because Paul Ryan, and I love him to death, but he's one of those career politicians. Mr. Trump now feels so empowered that he does not think he needs the political support of the party establishment to defeat the likely Democrat nominee. He is confident that his appeal will be broad and deep enough among voters of all stripes that he could win battleground states like Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, without the support of leaders like Mr. Ryan, Mr. Trump said in an interview today. Break. Do any of those states sound utterly implausible to you? Based on the primaries we've just been through. Listen again Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida. If Trump wins those states, Trump is president of the United States. Requoting Mr. Ryan and House Republican leaders on Thursday, Mr. Trump said, Oh, I'm sorry, before uh, his meeting with Mr. Ryan and House Republicans this Thursday. That means this coming Thursday. Mr. Trump said he would not materially change his policies or style to win their endorsement. Quote, everything is subject to negotiation, but I can't and won't be changing much because the voters support me because of what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. Quote, Mr. Trump said. The establishment didn't do anything to make me the nominee. So its support won't really make much difference in me winning in November, end quote, break. There is the key to life. Like you maybe heard Rush say, the media didn't make me, and so the media cannot break me. I'm here because of my bond with you, my audience. The media, no one else did this. No one else did this and i say the same to you i, I borrow uh, it from my friend rush i'm here because of you and of course my employer but you know i didn't uh, i wasn't a reality star or anything like that the media didn't make me the media can't break me trump understands the party can't break him we continue with this groundbreaking article in a moment
2: j severin the blaze radio network The
1: Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. What do you think? A fact is the Sunday New York Times page one drives the news cycle. The news cycle begins on Sunday morning for the week. The Sunday New York Times page one drives that news cycle. It will be no surprise to you that the number one Headline was this one. GOP unravels as party faces Trump takeover. Establishment shaken. This is a... I'm keeping this newspaper for my kids because this is a historic newspaper headline. This is going to turn out to be a historic issue. What I'm sharing with you are selected verbatim paragraphs of a story which is the definitive establishment view. Well, I, I'll, I'll let me withdraw and rephrase. It is, an, it is a definitive view. I think it's the establishment view, but it, it is a, well, it is, hell. It's the establishment definitive view of where the Republican Party is and where Trump is right now and where we are politically as a nation, at least campaign-wise election year wise. I continue verbatim read. If I say break, I'm breaking out of it to comment. Otherwise it's a quote quote. One reason Mr. Trump takes a skeptical view of establishment support. And we're finishing up here another minute and a half or so. One reason Mr. Trump takes a skeptical view of the establishment support is that he does not believe much in the power of the Republican elite. He is the party's presumptive nominee, after all, because the political forces that once might have hailed his rise have been enfeebled. Leaders such as Mr. Romney warned in the direst terms that Mr. Trump's nomination would stain the party and lead it to ruin. Venerable media outlets on the right, like the National Review, sought to reprise their role as arbiters of who is fit to carry the banner of conservatism. Their pleas all fell on deaf ears. Mr. Trump's arsenal was far more fearsome. Combining modern day fame and age old demography, he bypassed the ossified gatekeepers and appealed directly to voters through a constant Twitter stream that seemed interrupted only by television interviews. In so doing, he seemed to grasp that a new twist on direct democracy was in the offing, that disaffected voters who turn out the traditional modes of political communication might be reachable through smartphones and Twitter and might be more relevant to those than the scientific findings of a poll. For 12 consecutive years, polls have indicated that Americans believe the country's on the wrong track. And Republicans have been especially vulnerable to a political campaign like Mr. Trump's that seeks to channel voter anger. In every state where the question was asked in exit polls during the primary season, more than 50% of Republicans said they felt betrayed by their leaders. Break. Do, Do I need to reread that? Quoting, the economic deprivation of the last 30 years for working class whites combined with growing social isolation was very dry tinder, said a Harvard political scientist. It's a spark. Trump is the spark. Quote, the party has never been more out of touch with our voters, said Vin Weber, a former Minnesota congressman. Acknowledging that Republicans could splinter completely. I don't know how you reconcile them. Mr. Weber expressed hope that Mr. Trump and Mr. Ryan would find some common ground. But few in the party now deny the threat of an enduring split is real. Closing paragraph. Quote, I think there's a pretty clear Trump wing of the party coming to life said Barry Wynn, a prominent fundraiser who supported Jeb Bush for president and has not endorsed Mr. Trump. Quote, but I have to think that four or eight years from now, the Trump wing will be a little more traditional, a little less hard edged and will be blended into the party. Just like the evangelical Pat Robertson voters were. After the 1988 election, at least He added, I hope that's what will happen, period, end quote, paragraph, final stop. What do you think? I think that with everything I know, with everything I've done, with a lifetime of political experience, that story is represents, I'm not saying right or wrong, and to a degree, I'm not even saying is or isn't, but I am saying that that is a cogent, articulate presentation of one of the major perspectives on this campaign, and I, I'm calling it the establishment view I mean, again, no, I mean, duh, it's it's not my term, but I'm saying of, of the terms one could use to characterize what I've just shared with you from the Sunday New York Times page one story, that's history. I don't mean it's over. I mean, it is history in the making right there. That story, this story is history being made right now as we're together. That is what's happening with the Republican Party. It is what we discussed for years now would happen to the Republican Party. I just didn't have the names Trump you know, or Ryan or, or or others to plug into it. And I suspect whomever you support or wherever you are on the line of trying to decide who you may support, I wonder whether you agree, again, not with that viewpoint, per se, but do you agree that that viewpoint I just read from the New York Times is the essential viewpoint of the sort of establishment position on this? And I would summarize it to say the Republican Party, as we have known it, as it has existed for 150-plus years— is essentially, you know, if we were doctors and we were looking at these x-rays and we were looking at this blood work, the lab results, we would look right now at the Republican Party and say, you have somewhere between a few weeks and a few months to live. That's, that's what a political doctor uh, would say, says the New York Times. I, again, I think the New York Times is accurately portraying the establishment view of this race. Whether or not they're, I think they're that's another way of saying, I believe their diagnosis is spot on in terms of the establishment view. Whether their prognosis, that is to say what's going to happen, is correct, I don't know, but... There isn't anything I just shared with you, anything I just read to you that I I think is stupid or, and again, not in terms of my own view or in terms of yours, but in terms of the one of the prevailing, if not the prevailing, uh, the prevalent establishment attitude about this race. Or about the Republican Party, the state of the Republican Party, and American politics—that's it. I think we've just shared it. What do you think? Is Scott still on? Yes, Scotty, welcome back. Hello, Scott, baby.
3: Yes, I am here. Are you with me?
1: Uh, we are. All of us are. We're delighted. Please take the floor.
3: Yes, sir. Um, Quotes are quotes, and regardless of where they are printed, they are what they are. But let's not forget, the New York Times is only a useful paper if you want a parakeet, three cats, or a dog that doesn't know where to go.
1: Um, well, I don't then, that. then in this case, we disagree, because as I've just said, I believe, based on my experience and instinct, that this is an accurate presentation of the establishment view of of where we are at this moment not my view but the establishment view.
3: so it, yeah it wasn't an op-ed this is headline no um, which is no, the most one. prevalent paper in the country it, it is
1: right and by the way what, what your, your inherent in, your insinuation holds i mean it is the new york times it's impossible to tell anymore what's op-ed and what you know Like what the editorial page is and what the page one is, because for 25 years, the New York Times has been putting their opinion on page one. So that is certainly is true.
3: Um, And Jay, I just wanted to say last I talked to you, I I said I have to call him and remind him. Well, remind him. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. I, I whenever I call, I listen to the playback, you know, four hours later. And I totally missed your reference last call when you said Tubbins, when referring to money. We were talking hockey, And I, so I listened to it four hours later and I said, how the heck did I miss that reference? I would have totally ran with that and said, what's next? Well, it was very new. Well, I like it. That's very good. Well, it was very, it was
1: very new. I was taking a chance and I'm not even (laughs) sure I could get, I'm surprised I could fish the words out of my own mouth at that instant. But yeah, because I think it had just happened, but.
3: You you should have saw me listening to the playback. I think I might have punched the wall. I'm like, how did I miss that? Um, You you know what I mean? Here's something I can't
1: miss: a a, a satellite break. If you wish to stay, uh, you certainly deserve more time. If you wish it, it's your decision. We're coming right back.
2: J Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network
1: and partners, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I'm grateful that Scott has elected to stay. Scott, welcome back, my friend. And maybe yes. I've taken yes. the wrong approach here. Let us cease with this, at least in terms of good radio, this disagreeable agreeableness. Let me approach this another way. Evidently, you. Disagree with some of what the New York Times just said in this article, and I don't expect you to remember it you know verbatim, I don't either, but what what in this, whether it's its overall thesis or whether it's a particular thing you recall or an insinuation you took from it, an inference you took from it that with which you disagree because you think is wrong.
3: It's not so much that I think it's wrong. Uh, like I said earlier, um, quotes are quotes. So you agree with the thesis? They're basically just printing quotes. You agree with the they're thesis? Just, just, Republican printing, with the, thesis.
1: the Republican Party is imploding.
3: It's a circus. Ringland Brothers GOP, as I call it. Uh, it's a total circus. Uh,
1: uh, uh, Ibbid. But my question is yes or no. You agree with the thesis that the Republican Party is imploding?
3: Yes. Yes, I and do. And you further and, agree
1: or disagree that Donald, the phenomenon of Donald Trump, uh, whether it's him by coincidence or whether it would have been someone else, is the principal wedge, the principal catalyst in that process?
3: Uh, I would call Trump the byproduct of a defunct party. My, my question is. What do you, you think is the detonator? The, excuse me?
1: What do you think is the detonator? I think Trump is the mm. detonator. What well, if there's? If there's an, really,
3: I would what, call him the yeah. result of yeah. the explosion, not the detonator.
1: All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, I, mean, I okay. It's it's too I, I, that road. I think I think it's a great point. And the road of saying why uh, obviously leads to a lot of causes that we don't have ten hours for. So, point taken. You were going to say something. Please go ahead.
3: Yes. I mean, it's, Jay, Wait do we, I mean, the GOP, what a disaster. My, my question to you, which I would like to make another point, but on a quick counter question to you sure. would be, do you think all of this is healthy for the United States as a country and the constitution overall? Forget parties, forget everything. How about constitutionality, the best interest of the people? Is this yeah, healthy or not healthy?
1: It's a great question. It's the quintessential question, Scott. I, 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 Thank you for it, and and uh, and honor you for it. It's a great question. Uh, I think the answer must be, it is statutorily healthy, and by that I mean, if it if it's happening legally, if this is what voters want so far, then it can't be a bad thing. Now I recognize that's a very, sounds like a very Pollyanna-ish, and stupid and naive view. Because, as the distinction you've made, product is going to have everything to do with this. You know, are we going to end up wearing Mao caps and goose-stepping around Rhode Island, you know, in 10 years? It, it could have to do with this election. So maybe it's a very stupid answer. But my answer is what's happening so far is constitutional. It seems to me like a vetting process, like, a, you know, like the body is expunging Uh, you know, unwanted chemicals or something, like a cleansing system. And as long as it's legal and constitutional and it's the voice of the voters, it's hard for me to argue that it's bad. Scott, we we have to break. Uh, It's something I rarely do, uh, and you rarely do too. But if you want to stick to answer, it's up to you. We'll be right back.
2: The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: This is the challenging time. This is the fun time. But This is the time when if the chicken wire weren't up between the stage and the audience, you might be throwing beer bottles at me. <laughs> I'm Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest, chicken wire notwithstanding, on the Blaze Radio Network, Excelsior. Welcome back, my broadcast family and my my friends. I am Jay Severin. I, I hope I can still say so. I am Jay Severin, and this is the Blaze Radio Network, one tripleA8 900 3393 one I'm Jay Severin, and I'm looking for an argument. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm looking for an argument. And you know what? You know who? It, we'll be right back to the phone. Scott's stuck around and Rocky's on the line, too. So you don't want to miss this. But you know you know why I'm looking for an argument? You know for whose sake I'm looking for an argument? Well, mine, the country's. I've, there, there are many on the list. You know who's the number one beneficiary of having this argument? You. Because if Hillary Clinton becomes president of the United States, a voice, someone close to you, or so close that maybe it's just a little voice in your head, will say to you, <coughs> did you, daddy, mommy, or self, did you do what you might have within your Admittedly limited, but constitutional power as a c- citizen to prevent this, because one of the things I f- that I'm finding is that you know they used to say that there's a Bush derangement syndrome there 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 was there still is. And of the two derangement syndromes, I can absolutely perfectly outline and see. In my mind, one is Bush derangement syndrome, which is defined as, you know, anytime anyone mentioned George Bush, there are people who would just flip out. And you would say, "Okay, here, here, take these Valium and this martini and come back in half an hour and just tell me why you're flipping out. Because you are the world's foremost authority on your opinion. So we have, we have a world authority witness here, you, you being the world's foremost authority on your opinion. I say to you here and now, today, there's another syndrome. It's Trump derangement syndrome. Nota bene, I am not saying that there's anything wrong with anybody who opposes Trump. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with opposing Trump. Trump was not my candidate. I'm not endorsing Trump. I'm not making a case for him. I haven't. What I'm saying is what I'm waiting to hear is rather than people flipping out, you know, There are legitimate reasons to be against any candidate. I want to hear them. For instance, you believe that someone will do damage to the Constitution of the United States and thus is unfit to serve. Bingo. Or, and you must ask yourself, will they do more or less damage than the other choice? to the Constitution of the United States. That would be a really ugly choice, but it would be a choice nonetheless, would it not? Do you not owe it to me, you, and your nation to choose the candidate who will do the least or ideally no, violence to the Constitution of the United States? We're talking liberty and freedom, and the choices are Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and we're talking liberty and freedom, and we're talking Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, and you're more worried about Donald Trump? Okay, I just want you to explain it to me. There are other reasons why you could be absolutely opposed to voting for the nominee of your party. And again, I'm presuming here that, again, forgive me if you're not... a. Generally speaking, a Republican or conservative or libertarian. There are reasons not to vote for the nominee of your party. That's and that is you're you're for Hillary. Because if you don't vote, you just voted for Hillary. And if you do vote for Hillary, you voted for Hillary. And that's okay too. I just want to hear it. I just want to hear you tell me. What I find most troubling in this campaign so far Next to the fact that Ted Cruz appears not to be the nominee of my party is that I'm hearing people that otherwise would be rational and compelling and reasonable reacting like the invasion of the body snatchers, like they're pod people, like I, I like what, you know, and 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 it's okay. I just want to hear why. Well, okay. You think he's going to lose. That's a reason? I think he's unfit to serve. That's a reason? I think he's more dangerous to liberty and freedom than Hillary Clinton. Okay, that's a That's a reason. I just want to hear a reason. Scott, welcome back. Thanks for your patience. You're on, baby. Thank you,
3: Jay. Um, before I just close out my opinion on the GOP circus, I want to just put in a little comedy if I could. Remember our Harriet Tubman reference that I missed a, a yes. week ago? Yes, yes. My question to you is, I will bet you a martini at the Boston Garden in October. Now, mind you, that may cost one of us $49.
1: Let me see. But I will bet you. <laughs> Let me see. What sport would we be watching?
3: Yeah, let's certainly not yeah. hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My question to okay. you is who do you think the liberals will put on the 20 We have Harriet Tubman, which, by the way, let's show some respect to her with all due respect to the listening audience. I do not know what she did. I assume it's noble. Um, I don't know why yes. she is on the 10. Whatever. That's Civil the rights thing pioneer
1: uh, Af- African-American woman who I believe was principal in the formation uh, and choreography of the Underground Railroad. Uh, to to free and and get to freedom, uh, ex- escaped slaves, uh, uh, genuine American hero, civil rights hero.
3: Very good. That's great. That is great, and I totally commend her on that. Although I don't think she's listening. Right? That was in what the fifties. I would
1: say? <laughs> no, no, that would that would oh, be phenomenal. Cool. That would be two absolute phenomena associated with her. Uh, with her reputation no she'd have to be about 700 years old for that to be
3: true. oh god excuse my ignorance then see no no no, no no no, Sorry. no she,
1: uh, I, look hey i added to by mine i can't tell you and i ought to know i can't tell you her lifespan but i believe she uh passed in the late 19th century or early 20th century Let's...
3: okay well here's my martini bet who do you think the All liberals right. will will put on the 20 dollar bill first a kardashian or a Jenner? <laughs> that's a, a great question
1: burn. It's a great question, Scott, because it's really a matter of the the power of the lobby, you know um, right now, the news of the day is that the federal government, in your name and mine, is suing the state of North Carolina, and by the way, via that suit, is suing all states of the United states by by definition. The, the Justice Department of the United States has is conducting what it regards as the most important business by direction of the president of the United States. And that is that men can go into the women's room
3: oh, God.
1: and uh, whip it out uh, when when my daughter or your wife or your girlfriend or both. You already have your problems. You already have a situation on your hands.
3: Would uh, you agree that that is so liberal? Is this not the most liberal agenda you've ever heard in your life? I find it repulsive. What's,
1: you know, that it's right, you're right. And what's sad about it is that is not what liberalism means. You know, John Locke is what liberalism means. And and, and I, we won't get into that. But, I mean, liberalism is something that probably you are and that I am at root But, again, the lexicon, terminology, vocabulary of politics is ever-shifting and, in many ways, uh, very, very dishonestly. And so, because they know words mean things, the minute a side of the argument becomes, I'm pro-choice, you know, I'm not pro-abortion, I'm pro-choice. You know, hey, Jay,
3: I know you have Rocky on the line, and I'm looking forward to listening to him as well. He's a great caller of the show. But if I, He
1: will if appreciate those sentiments, time. as I'm sure he yeah. will express.
3: If you could please grant me the time to uh, ask you another question. I have to break, two. so
1: you've got 30 seconds.
3: All right, I'm briefly saying, I think that emphasizes the importance of this election, because that's probably going to get kicked up to the Supreme Court at some point. And that just under underlines the. Yeah, importance and who's of the going election.
1: to be on the Supreme Court?
3: Yes, exactly. Like, hopefully, Dick who's Cruz going to appoint Trump-
1: the? Who's going to? I'm sorry, appoint the next two to three to four justices of the United States <sighs> Supreme Court. Now, a lot of Trump people don't want to it to Cruz? be. A lot of people, Scott, don't want it to be Donald Trump. I appreciate that, but you want it to be Hillary
2: Clinton. <laughs> oh. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm -hmm. The Jay Severin Show.
1: And partners on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, Rocky, you know, I mean, you, you have climbed the ladder meteorically. You are now teased for segments. <laughs> You're and
0: teased you are now teased for. for uh,
1: you are the subject of teasers for upcoming segments. <laughs> and 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 God bless you for
4: allowing me to speak, Jay. And thank you to God. Scott God for, bless uh, you for earning for, it. <laughs> and and Scotty, I liked your bit there too. It was a very useful part of the show. Thank you. Uh Jay, your uh your questions uh, and the and the article that you read. Perfect. Perfect for today. Um I have I have to say I think that uh, the article was right on from the vantage point of establishment GOP. And we have to understand right. other groups uh, It may not right. be our opinion but Right. right. Like if Trump you Trump want to know what the
1: other, opinion. the other, or another major, and I think it's like the other major, or, you know, one of two or maybe three major viewpoints, you know, being held right now in the country among interested parties, that's certainly one of them. And I think from their vantage point, was well put. Not right yep, necessarily, right but well said.
4: With that, as a backdrop, for uh, yep. I, have a, I have a question for you. At first, I want to make a little bit of a statement. We have said for a long time that Hillary Clinton is, like, really not liked. So, I mean, people really don't like her on the Democratic side. And if you take Donald Trump, he has this widespread. The people who like him, love him, and the people who don't like him, hate him. He has, like, yep. the really worst... I mean, the worst ever, if you look at it plotted on a plot chart, he's like way down to the bottom, like not even close to anybody else,,
1: yep. so and you know you know where the and, real clear average of major polls has him right now?
4: uh no, I don't
1: before I answer, would you agree that he's probably well, not probably it's plausible, is it not that he may be at his lowest point right now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think so, too. I mean, I think so. I'm not sure. I think it's plausible. It could be that after he gets out there, more people will hate him. So I don't know. But I think it's plausible, Rock, that he's probably at his nadir right now. But that having been asked and answered, the the real average politics of the average political major reliable polls right now has Trump down six percent. That sounds
4: right. It's nothing. That sounds right.
1: And I don't
4: like, yeah. And like you said, I think it only gets worse because while we were in this uh, sort of feud, this inner feud within the GOP over Trump and uh, Cruz, I think that uh, quite likely that made his uh, followers uh, more supportive of him. It was it was a cause, and now that that's gone, now he's going to have to shift that uh, blame and that anger over to Hillary, but I don't think it's going to work quite as well for him. And uh, so I, I I want to ask you a question though. Yep. Would there ever be? And I have to I'll throw a disqualification in for my own question. I know that this is always answered with the answer that. That will screw up the party. What about a third-party candidate this year? If there's ever a year for it to happen, two uh, two candidates very, very disliked, wouldn't this be the year? No. Let me down gently.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Let <me>
1: down gently. <laughs> in, in my dear friend, in my opinion— no, but he, but here's why, and I think this might put a little different light on it. I think there is a third-party candidate. Trump is the third-party candidate. Now, right. he may be in law you know, and on the ballot the Republican nominee and the Republican candidate. But in terms of the actual dynamics, I mean, you come into a chemistry lab and you could change the labels on the test tubes. But what's inside of them is still going to kill you or not. You know, it's still going to be the same contents in, in the test tube. Sure. You could put any label and there will be many. There have been many. There will be many more placed on both of these candidates, but especially on Trump. But the actual contents in the test tube seems to me never to have been conservative, never to have been in that sense Republican with a capital R, an uppercase R. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what everyone, I mean, when you when you list, if you had no memory before today, like some of my friends who smoke a lot of pot, if you had absolutely no memory before today, <laughs> and I, and I said, here's a here's a here's what we call a pencil and a piece of paper. I want you to write down the qualities that you think people seek, ideally, in a third-party candidate. Because obviously, if you want a third-party candidate, you're already bitching about the two major parties. They've failed us. They suck. They've lied to us. Everything. I'm not denying any of that. So I'm saying, therefore, list the qualities that you seek in a third-party candidate. And I know that, that Trump's got a ton of negatives. But for people who would generically list the things you want, like giving the finger to both parties... You know, like saying, I don't care about that. You know, I don't care about it. I don't need no stinking party. You know, I'm going to go on TV <laughs> yeah. every day and tell people who I am and what I believe. And if they like me, great. And if they don't, too bad for me. And, you know, I'm not relying on any party or any strict, you know, structure thereabout. So, I mean, I just think that Trump is the third party candidate. And what we're seeing is so new. This is like the wreckage. God, this is an awful you know, analogy, but it's like the fresh wreckage of a major airline incident, you know, and it's an hour old. You just don't know what to make of it, and no one knows yet what's happened or. And that's what politically what we're kind of looking at. And a lot of people will say, yeah, yeah, Trump airline disaster, you know, right analogy. But I just think. I just think that's where we are. Rocky, I know you want to respond. You also know I have to break. You are most welcome, uh, our dear friend, to uh, hold and have that opportunity if you wish. We're on the line with Rocky. We may or may not continue that privilege. We shall continue on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Jay Severin.
0: Excelsior.
2: The Blaze Radio Network. It's the Jay Severin Show.
1: Partners on the Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. As we uh, welcome back Rocky, let me tell you, if you don't already know, Jeb Bush... Who? Yeah, exactly. Jeb Bush formally said earlier today, uh, I, in, in essence, this is not a quote, but it is the... In, 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 believe me this is the essence of what he said he's not fit to serve i mean he used the word temperament constitution can you imagine jeb bush the first evidence ever of testicles on jeb bush that he has the testicle he has the gonads to utter the word constitution i should wash out his mouth with the mexican word for soap uh Man, there's a line here, but the laughs I might get from it are not worth a career. Uh, Jeb Bush, Trump's unfit to serve. I won't endorse him, which means he joins the rest of the Bush family, one member of whom I would lay down in front of a train for right now. Uh, Although I agree with Newt Gingrich that says a lot of the Bushes and Mitt Romney, And a lot of other people owe an awful lot to the Republican Party as what a moment of silence, please. Okay. Uh, they owe they owe an awful lot to the party who has done an awful lot for them. And right now they owe more to it. I.E., to its nominee than the elite posture of being above it all and taking a dump on the presumptive nominee of the party, whomever it is. And you know what? As usual, there's something to be said for what Newt say. Rock A. Hey, Jay. So, uh... The chair recognizes the gentleman from the cosmos.
4: Here's my problem. I'm this guy that just never gives
1: Rocky, we only have... Did you look at the clock? Come on. No.
4: What's that well, well, we
1: only we've only got about twenty three minutes. Here's your problem. We you know, we need a marathon show for that. <laughs> I'm
4: sorry. My problem couldn't is help I can't it. I can't give up. So like I gotta keep on looking for hope. So where are yeah. we gonna find hope here? I believe I believe that the GOP party has imploded, like you said. And I believe that Donald Trump is responsible for it. And I believe the GOP party has had an establishment-type person all the way back to Ronald Reagan. Are they really going to allow Trump? Do they have a choice? Is there any That's alternative? That, that,
1: as as that old bullfrog self-described, um, oh my, one of my favorite actors, the original Captain Bly and the original Kane Mutiny, big, big, fat guy, uh, in Advise and Consent... Oh. The Alan Drury book uh the Senator from South Carolina, Jeb Cooley, uh, what's his name in real Life? He's dead now. Great actor, can't remember. He leans forward and says to a fellow senator that's uh is a question. and uh Rocky that's uh is a question. <laughs> Will the Republican Party what's left of it? Will the bones? It remind. It's like going to the museum of natural history in a major city, and they all have skeletons of T Rex, right? Right. And you know, and right now that's the Republican Party. At first, it's going to look <laughs> big and scary, and then you realize it's only bones. And right. What, what? What? Go ahead.
4: No, no. But uh, I understand the analogy. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's big and scary, but it can't do anything.
1: It's, well, so I wonder move. what can, can they stop? Exactly right. You intuit correctly. Can they stop anything? I mean, will they allow it? What would they have to do? And I don't, you know, deny it's a real possibility. But I've been wondering about this. We've been talking about it. What's up here with this? You know, good cop, bad cop where Ryan attacks Trump. But Rince pubis says, oh, I love the guy. He's our nominee. Yeah. They're good they're good cop bad cop in this. One slapping him around and the other one's trying to make love to him. Now what's up with this? You, you know are, are they planning to are they trying to create a situation in which they can say all right, I've had it. You know, you have finally done it. Now you've done it and and Rince Pubis can try to deny Trump the nomination by jiggering around the most fundamental rules The democratic rules which have you know prevailed on the republican convention is he willing to do that and 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 look maybe so if you were advising Rince, maybe you'd say man you are going to take a blank shower if you you know yank all these delegates and change the rules and say you know majority's been fun but we just want to change things up a little now it has to be two-thirds okay They can do that. It's within their power to do that. But Rince, buddy, if you do that, you can't imagine that they're going to come after you with the tongs of hell if you do it. And Rince might say, so, you know, is that worse than the alternative? Because if Trump is the nominee, I believe, I want to stress those words, Rock, I believe, says Rince Pubis, I'm out of a job. Yeah, either way. And maybe that's so, where, maybe
4: that's, and maybe that's where the wrecking ball part comes in and does a, a service to us America because uh, the GOP is full of rhinos and the RNC, it, to quote Trump, is is rigged. And uh, maybe this is the breakout, but it couldn't have happened. You know, to a for worse anyone person. who's ever
1: been inside a courtroom, even as an observer, uh, one will notice immediately. That the law is tremendously rigged. Um so are the SATs and the LSATs and the medcaps and or whatever they're called these days, they're all rigged. They're rigged in favor of people who know the law. You know, if you're talking about that like the like like the when the Black Law Students Association, I remember this, I was in school at the time, Black Law Students Association of New York sued the state of New York uh over the bar exam because low numbers of black students were passing the bar exam in New York. And the response put in gentler fashion by the defendant was, yeah, yeah, it's rigged. It's discriminatory. It discriminates in favor of people who know the law. Sure. Sure. Except for in Trump's case, he's able
4: to uh, twerk and uh, tweet. (laughs) Yeah, way past it. Even though Cruz I think you just—you may have come law. up with a new top forty hit. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you got the credit for the twerk part, but
1: twerk, I do twerk that. and tweet do with believe, Rocky Saturday nights I at believe, midnight.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we can we can do a combo show. <laughs> uh, I do believe I do believe tweeting has had a lot a big part to do with it.
1: Trump. Well, then, so his, they uh, say. Uh, apparently, he's, he's got a big. And look, that has to be it's a demographic imperative. it seems to me that the biggest part of his audience on Twitter m- must be basically younger, must it not? I don't mean young, I don't mean kids, but yeah. well yeah you know, I, I don't kind of I is. Don't think it's like you know, people in their sixties and seventies that he's reaching on twitter
4: and you know what demographics they both reach people with a short attention span that need, like, you know, action, you know, that one-liner or that, uh, you know, that woman swinging on the wrecking ball, you know, it's all just, like, quick gratification, wham, move on to the next thing. Wham, move on to the next thing. I get it. I mean,
1: Americans under 70. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Yeah, exactly. And it's it's
1: worked. Well, Rock, um, I'm going to have to break soon and wrap up, so you you have a... uh... Would you like to rap?
4: Uh, I just want to say, uh, keep the faith out there. I know <laughs> that uh,
1: it's, it's right. I didn't say sermonize.
4: But, uh, <laughs> no, Rocky Rocky will be going to the polls tomorrow, and I'll be uh, pulling the, the lever for Cruz. So, yeah.
1: Hey, I have a question so for you. Now, now, I'm sorry. Now, now, see, now i got to grab you back now and say... No problem. Are you not haunted? I am by the prospect of... If tomorrow, Cruz wins in Nebraska and Virginia, yeah. about yeah. what might have been or what might still be, remember, he yeah. suspended his campaign.
4: Remember what I told you. I don't give up. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, I, look, take it, I take it to a floor. I think you, you told know, me
1: privately, I've... and I hope you won't mind if I make it public, that if a, just if, if a frozen a uh, steer should fall out of a cargo plane. And, you know, should it land a chance in a billion on Trump tower and crash through the penthouse suite, all of a It'll sudden be they'll be rejoicing. looking for a nominee. <laughs> That's right. Actually,
4: I was more hoping for the lightning bolt, which really isn't that far fetched, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 I a guess little- mine's kind of sick, but then again, you know, consider who you're speaking <laughs> Actually, with. Actually, the cow. Rocky. The cow. Rocky, thank cow- you so much. It I got to jump. Thank you for your contribution. there, Ladies and gentlemen, here's a guy who started in the mailroom, and now he's the object of segment tweets. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Friend. And partners on the Blaze Radio Network, ladies and germs, it is now my distinct honor and privilege to present to you G-Man from Boston.
2: Jay, how are you? Hello? Jay, how
1: are you? I'm well, thank you.
2: It's been many years. Has it? When you were on the local okay, station, go, you know, it's, it's your turn Except that you became so popular, I could no longer get through.
1: That is a that is a problem. I've always found that to be a wicked problem. No, no, not. I wish. I wish. Where were I uh,
2: in radio, that's a wonderful problem to have.
1: <laughs> well, G-Man, um, I actually thought you were someone else because you are the only other person in my life that has that moniker and I thought you were the other. I am not signaling disappointment, by by the way. I'm just saying I'm a little caught off guard because I thought I knew for sure who you were very specifically. But you are you very specifically you, but not the only other G-man I know. So in any case, welcome, and what's on your mind?
2: I get a kick in 2016 out of politicians endorsing or withholding an endorsement from a candidate, as though that means when we hate them all. At all. <laughs> but this clown Jeb Bush says I'm withholding and not going to endorse. And you know the people who voted for Donald Trump say, "Great, screw off! We don't want you on our team anyhow. You're the kid who gets." And you know what, what they
1: second? Good for you. And you know what they say? I think secondarily, thank you for validating my choice
2: absolutely i'll tell you straight up i was a cruise guy i wrote four modest checks to cruise i wanted him that badly but that's all rearview mirror we have to sit in our car which i'm doing right now on route 91 in traffic say well Mm. do i want to look in my mirror and cry like these professional politicians of what could have been or should have been or look in the headlights and say hmm
1: Candidate A, Candidate B. The rearview mirror is irrelevant. G man, you are right now. Everybody else is in the rearview mirror for caller of the year because you have employed the simple logic, which I just thought made me simple because I've had so little company. And that is we it's fascinating to discuss history. And it's justifiable to a degree to be lamentable about recent history that hasn't gone our way, Uh, you know, individually, particularly. But what we have, as as you have so simply and eloquently stated, is now the future. We have a binary equation. And someone could choose not to vote. And, of course, kid themselves that that means they're not voting. That means they're voting for Hillary Clinton if you don't vote. Um, But that's okay. It's your constitutional right not to vote. If you vote, it seems to me the calculus is who will do the least violence to the Constitution of the United States? I'm talking freedom and liberty. And when you're talking freedom and liberty and your choice is a Clinton or a half-nuts businessman... I don't get where the choice comes in. I don't get where the hesitation comes in. We're, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't get it. I, I get, you know, I get. Gee, that people say he's unfit to serve. Okay, uh, you know, tell me why. Uh, it's you know, fine. Uh, you know, I, I, or you know, I'm voting for Hillary. Well, okay, fine. You know, tell me why. But this notion that somehow Trump, we know is eviler than Hillary Clinton?
2: Part of what you said, Jay, is why Trump has been able to accomplish what he's accomplished. And that is, over the years, again, being from Massachusetts, I think I can say this, the president of JFK, excuse me, the party of JFK, is no longer the Democrat Party. My parents are in their 80s. Uh,
1: G Man, I the, it breaks my heart to say this. I got five seconds. I hope you will call back tomorrow or as soon as you can. Best and brightest. See you Jay now.
2: Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.